Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Welcome. TVI. TVI. Um, the paternity cover uh, period. <laughs> is that oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still technically on it. You know, this, is, uh, this episode was recorded before. I had to carry us on my own through that period. <laughs> <laughs> like Jordan during the, the years, man, <laughs> at the Bulls. <laughs> we just finished that, obviously, because like you spend a lot of time sitting around the house when you've got a newborn, just not being able to do anything. So we've just done the last dance, finished it this afternoon. Great, isn't it? It's it's so good. And did it, Twyla enjoy it? She seemed to enjoy it. Um, she was a big fan of Scotty Pippin. Were you tempted to dunk her afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I've started to let her, just so everyone knows, if you're listening, um, I, my, my daughter showed up two weeks early, so currently I'm on a sort of hiatus. But we've recorded enough episodes to see us through, so we'll just be recording a few intros. Next week we'll be back to normal service. But she's um she sort of lies on me and she does that thing where she wriggles and I just sort of let her go and just see where she wants to roll to. I want to sort of see what she's about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, free flight. Yeah, just like sort of let her be a bit, which is probably bad. She's probably going to end up just rolling onto the floor off the sofa. <laughs> rolling in the fire. <laughs> she ended up in a bin earlier on. I was left with her for a bit. I said, you wanted to go there, mate. You made your choices. <laughs> I'm going to bail mate? you out all of your life decisions. Um, my mate Daniel once got stuck behind a bin, drunk. Have I ever told you that before? Stuck behind a bin. We were pissed when we were young, like 18 and he tried to climb. Basically, we, we separated. We lived near each other and just we walked back from the pub. And when we got to the top of my road, I went home and he went back towards his. But he decided to take a shortcut where he climbed over some gardens and he was pissed like out of his head. And he fell off a wall and got wedged behind a wheelie bin and just slept there. I woke up in the morning, just wedged behind a wheelie bin. And then I had to cr- crawl out. Could have died. I mean, it actually could have been a sad story, but I ended up being quite funny fun. It's funny about it. So yes, so these episodes are currently the ones we recorded before. This episode is recorded with Matt Brown. It wasn't Brown. that long ago, really, was it? It wasn't it's like in 1984. <laughs> this episode, we're joined by... Um, now, sadly, no longer with us. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Rod Hull, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're joined by Math Brown on this episode. It was only like, it was like 10 days ago. Was it two weeks ago? So, Math like, Brown the- I actually started comedy with. Like, we did a co- I, I met him on a comedy course. Oh, really? Yeah, and I what, did... Uh, what year was that? That was in 72. <laughs> That was in December 2005. Working up towards your um, new faces uh, (laughs) audition on on Granada Television. (laughs) Brucey was hosting it. Who used to to host that? The woman, she was Marty Kane. I remember. She was a a good comic, man. Right. Gravelly, deep voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that when you t- you met her when you did it, <laughs> she gave you a nice intro. You were math when you did your double act back in the day. <laughs> of prop comics. <laughs> you remember that that Blackpool season you did with Little and then Large. Joe, then Joe Pasquale nicked my whole image <laughs> and act, and I had to change. Um, but yeah, so you did a course with math back in the day. Yeah, two thousand. Me, math, John Smith. Caroline, oh, maybe ginger and black. Oh my god, I remember all these people. 
Yeah. I don't know if John Smith's still knocking around. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I haven't spoke to him in a few years, actually. And Ginger um, and Black, I don't I don't know if they're still... They don't think they go in any their current... I think Daniel... He's well, still he, asked, he wasn't on it. The Ginger was on it. Black wasn't. Um, for, but he, yeah, he's an actor. referring to him as Black. I mean, that um, was the, how they refer to themselves. That was, Let's just clarify. That was stage names. Um, yes. And he happens to be Black. But he um, he went on to acting and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he still pops up in a few things I've seen. Yeah, he's always, he always he loves an advert. I always see him kicking around adverts. I bet he loves the uh, the paper that comes with it. Oh man, it's good money, isn't it? But yes, so that was the course. Were there any um, comics on it that were dog shit and didn't last very long? Only me. <laughs> um, yeah, there were. There was one that there was a lot of like actory kit kids that were like improv really good at the improv and then we had to do the stand-up um like r- when you write two minutes which seemed like a fucking two hours oh, got stand up and talk for two minutes and um it's a couple of them got slated and they didn't come back the next week oh, that's brutal, they were so man. confident in the improv and the acting and all that and then when they had to sort of write jokes they were so confident, but so shit. It gave me confidence how shit they were. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think that's part of the benefits of doing like a course for anyone who's interested in starting stand up. There's loads of courses. No, I'm sort of still on the fence about them. I did, I did a little workshop when I was starting out that helped. It wasn't like one of the main ones. Yeah, I don't. I, there was nothing I learned from it really. Apart, I mean, apart from just it gets you to do it. Exactly. It forces you just to physically get over that first hurdle of doing it in front of people. So Yeah, that was all it did really. And it does you and you'll meet learn anything. And you'll definitely meet some absolute nutcases who are so shit that you'll make you realise that oh I'm actually probably better than some yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. I was excellent first gig. I had a really good first gig, but in my second no, my first two gigs were well I went really well and then my third was just a fucking car crash. I count my first, well, my first proper gig was at the end of the course, but when we had to get up and do two minutes in front of a clock, that was like a a life-changing moment for me. Mm. Just getting up and with them laughing, I'm like, oh, this these jokes. I thought everyone would have jokes. No one said a joke. Yeah. So it was like easy. What did they, uh, did, what, what did, what did math they do? They just got up and math <laughs> was good. Math was good, actually. Well, he's just a na- he's a natural. He's a charming, confident. He was guy good as straight well. away. Yeah, he was confident, and and then my second gig was the first night outside the box. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Him. He was comp, and then he just started comparing there, didn't he? And yeah, running yeah. And stuff and doing obviously other gigs. I didn't. I don't. I do stand. A workshop I did. No one else went on to become a stand up apart from me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was just what was it, a life. maths class. <laughs> Why would they off? <laughs> it was a Spanish GCSE. <laughs> it's an evening school French. I was the only one out of my whole class. It was so weird. No, no one else made it. <laughs> um, yeah, none of them. I, one of them tried it for a bit, and um, he was very surreal and weird, and it, just, it was never going to work. But he, me and him would got on well. Oh, Ross but, Noble, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, everyone else just was not, you know, it, it wasn't for them. There was only I can't remember. I don't think it was any dickheads though. If I remember correctly, everyone was actually pretty nice and decent. And yeah, so I was just so no, I was the most nervous there. Like I used to listen to Bob Dylan. I used to go to an AA meeting in the morning, put Bob Dylan in my ears, and just 
walk to the i i mean i wanted to go home every time i've yeah, been yeah, retching yeah. i'd never acted or anything and everyone was like dramery yeah, so yeah. i so i felt at the time anyway and math had already done a couple of gigs john smith had done a, like 20 gigs he was i've never even it. heard of edinburgh festival when i was yeah, on yeah, it yeah neither had i, I had I no started. idea <laughs> um anyway but um then we had to do like improv games, man. That's so painful if you're shy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Improv is just mental. Even improv, now, I hate them. Yeah, of course, because you've got to be. Well, it depends. Like, I just find them quite cringy, unless you're. Oh, it's that? painfully it's a, cringy. It's got a weird noise come through on the. Uh, was that your Zoom or my Zoom? There was a strange. I didn't hear robots. Him, it's gone now. Might have just been my voice. That's <laughs> how tired I am. <laughs> Um, my pawn's muted, so it's not that. <laughs> That's not a horror sound. Um, so, ah! But what we should do is uh, introduce this week's episode. Before oh, we do, yeah. should we give a quick shout out to our patrons? Yeah, um, we should. You know, we should thank them for supporting the podcast um, in this time of. You know, they're supporting my newborn daughter Twyla. Um, Thanks. We go, yeah. Let's give a shout out to. All right, let's give a shout out to our heavyweight patrons um and see what's going in who's who we got here can you see this have we got sharon miller we've got ronan quinn ronan quinn we've got alison s liam michael leslie ed clues tim andrew iqbal patel kelly taylor brett Rajan Sharma. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that right. Rajan. <laughs> Rajan. Rajan. Uh, I don't know. Ryan. Um, James O'Donovan. Billy Bricknell. Billy Bricknell's the one we always Big get. Billy Bricknell. <laughs> you Big fucking Billy give Brick- it to me. I'll get Billy Bricknell down here, mate. <laughs> um, Liam Mintz. Mintz and Bricknell, mate. They should be like a, some sort of um, sort of you know, heavyweight. twins. Yeah. Just going around East London, just knocking heads. <laughs> Extorting money out of businesses. <laughs> Instead, what they're doing Laundering. is... Um, just paying Patreon uh, money to us. Uh, Michael Scully. Simon Freer. Joe Hawks. Jules. That's me, I do it as well. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's pay yourself. It's a fucking money laundering scheme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just all crap money. <laughs> Driving it through Selling drugs and then running it through the TVI books. <laughs> Haiti Funnel. Davina Bywater. Steve Stark, the artist. Doug. Formerly known. Pimlicat. Nat- Nat- Natalie Stafford. Pretty sure Pimlicat's not a... Not a real name. name. No, it might, it might be. You never know. Orla Canane. Stephen Geary. Adam Ackerman. Um, and then we've got, should we give them, these are our sort of super heavyweights and above. Um, Jodie Fortner. Ryan Hibbert. Rachel Napier. Clementine Lull. I can't see the full it's, name. It's Lloyd. <laughs> just Clementine Lloyd. <laughs> just double, just thought it was two L's, like LL Cool J, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, weirdly, another double letters, Josh MH. Emma. And then Derek Hill to finish off. Derek always gets the last um, last shout, doesn't he? Old school, mate. Long term, long term supporter, Derek Hill. I've been to his house. Have you? Years Do you ago. Know? <laughs> 
when he first signed up as a patron, I went round to shake his hand. <laughs> Suck man's dick. <laughs> he signed up to super, super heavyweight, and I had to go and nosh him off in his shed. <laughs> Your turn, Carl. We, get, we, we alternate that. Yeah, every month. Get the knee pads in the bag. Get on the tube. CVI knee pads get shared out again. <laughs> Have you got the knee pads? It's my turn. <laughs> anyway, that's all our um, heavyweight and super heavyweight patrons. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone else as well. Uh, if you've signed up and you're another, just a normal patron, that's very helpful and it supports the podcast. It keeps Thank us you. Going. Like and share. And, um, yeah, and if you, you can't be... Mum on board, mate. That, <laughs> but yeah, if you can't, you know, we understand money's tight at the minute, man. Absolutely. Lockdown's still going understand. on. So... Just if you if you like the podcast, but you know you can't um, support it. In it all goes up to two hundred anyway. quid a month anyway. After have they read the small print? You reckon? <laughs> yeah, we start squirreling money out of your bank every month. <laughs> after like Amazon months. Prime. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever signed up to that shit, man. I'm just a part of it. You know what I mean? It's mad. It's like Scientology or something. I feel like they got something on me. <laughs> Not I, fucking, I, had a, I went for an IQ. I'm sure I've said this twice before, probably. I went for an IQ test on Tottenham Court Road and then accidentally signed up to Dianetics. <laughs> bought Dianetics. I had no idea what it was. They rung me every day for like three years. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you I do need to now please sign up to Patreon to support Julian's Scientology direct debit. He's got and then join Scientology. Um, anyway, there we go. That's uh, that's all the shout outs. That's all the admin. There's a bit of intro about how we met Math, and uh, I think we should just get on with this week's episode, shouldn't we? Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy Math Brown. Like and share. Two vegan idiots. Yeah. Welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. And Math yeah, Brown. My name yes. is Math Brown. Hey, <laughs> no, sorry, mate. I talked over you. I thought well, I was right, introducing myself. I, like, I, I, w- I want to do the intro. <laughs> right, let's do it all again. You're doing no, all we're, again. We're done. We're done. We're in now. Oh. We're into it. How are you doing, Math? All right, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm a, a bit bored, a bit alone. Yeah. I'm doing what most people have been doing with their time as a, as a man that lives in a house on his own, I imagine. Shaved um, your head. Shave my head. Shave your head and knock it ones out regularly. Knock the ones out. <laughs> like drunk. prison style. Yeah, but I do. You, so you're, you've shaved your head. Did you, was yours for mine's, style or was it nature? Well, no, mine's nature. I just shaved it. You know, I've now shaved it. Well, yes, it's a good few years now since I've been shaving yeah. it. But yeah. it's uh, mine was, yeah, it, mine was definitely the first time I spotted a, a, a thinness on top. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting ahead of the news. It's gone. That's it. Done. Oh, mate, that was brave. I mean, I've, I've got the little V there, but it's still coming back. But yeah, I thought I've always wanted to try it. My brother's been giving me grief, telling me I was losing my hair. Yeah, because you know, brothers are dicks, aren't they? But yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll try it whilst I don't actually have to see anyone. And then uh, the day after I did it, we had a Zoom uh, gig. Oh, shit, <laughs> yeah, you forgot. went to 500 people. So I was like, oh, this hasn't worked oh, out at God. all. Yeah. Do you like it though? Are you happy with it? I love having a show dead. Like it's, it's so easy. Like just that thing of, you know, being able to wash your face and just carry on and the rest of it. <laughs> I noticed that. I put moisturiser up there today, which oh. I've never done before. Although have you had have you had a sunburnt head yet? Yeah, That's yeah. something that you don't really you can't really be prepared for is an itchy scalp because the sun's been on it. Didn't think about it. Went for a big bike ride the other day and had uh, basically just skin falling off the back of my head. It was even in a, with a helmet because they've got the air holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can actually end up with some sort of like tiger stripes on your head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. I just dyed the rest of it in. 
Um, yes, to answer uh, your question, I'm doing all right. It's still fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. odd, isn't it? But it's it feels. I started following this guy called Professor Carol Sakira, I think. Yeah, uh, I'll find out for it exactly. And his tweets every day just give you that little bit of hope. Yeah, you know. And he's, he's I mean, he's, he's clued up. It's not like he's just making stuff up. But he's just instead of just watching the news, we're just rams death and shit politicians down your throat this guy tells you facts on what's actually happening and why it's happening yeah and it's really and one thing he said yesterday because and even Piers Morgan started trying to have a go at him on Twitter and he was just cool as a cucumber with it yeah um, and he was saying why is Piers was saying why are the numbers so high yesterday and he said well because they're taking into account the bank holiday yeah yeah you're actually getting two days worth of figures nobody's actually nobody said that you know yeah yeah Sorry, yeah, yeah. He, was, he just relaxes me a lot. Just reading his, t- like he even said yesterday that this will all be over by August. You know, so whether he's mental or not, I'm believing him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like. I mean, it sort of feels like it's winding down. I I've not, really, I've not, I've not followed the the numbers or stats. No. The numbers are definitely, they're definitely going down, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have five days and two days a little bit higher than five days. It's been going like that, hasn't it? Yeah. So um, that's why it was high yesterday, probably. Yeah, but yeah, you can always consult me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I go to expert Julie. I, just got out of bed at thirty-five <laughs> when I called him. I've literally, I literally just woke up. Um, when Math said you've done your head as well, that's how tired I was. I was about to go, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and I looked at my hair. Went, oh, not me. Hey, you can't even work a microphone. What do you, you know about the coronavirus? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, I have been watching, I've been looking at the world, is it the world ometer website every day? I've just got it on my um, thing. <laughs> it's got on your telly 24 just hours like a day. The, I like and to see the death numbers, man. It's weird that we were chatting about, you can't work out why you're not sleeping. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> constant <laughs> death fluctuations. I look at death numbers, I count dead people before I go to bed. Stop putting them out and putting them on your wall, mate. That's yeah, Exactly. Mean. I reckon Julia's, we never see one wall of Julian's uh, place. I reckon it looks like a sort of somebody who's chasing a serial killer, you know, when it's all strings. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, what's because a lot of people that seem to be saying they're not sleeping particularly well during it. And then then there's a small percentage in my category that I've talked to who have are sleeping better than they've ever slept in their life. I was at first, actually, I was sleeping better, but I don't know. It might even be the heat. A bit of you need to. What's your, what tog is your duvet? Oh, it's a heavy tog as well. Oh, you need to lower them togs. Me and Hannah put our summer duvet on the other day, and it's it's a game changer. But I just sprawl across it in my pants. I mean, yeah, that'll <laughs> What tog do you on, Math? Mate, I've got absolutely no idea, but I don't change it. You, what, you <laughs> don't, what you've got an all year round duvet? Yeah, yeah, but it's not a particularly heavy one. So madness, mate. Heating goes up high in the, in the winter. And you leave the heating on overnight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, this is you're mad, mate. What you need to do, you need to have a win, <laughs> you need to have a winter tog duvet, and then the heating goes off overnight, and the tog you're more than covered by the duvet. And you it sleep better because it's sort of slightly cooler outside air temperature. Well, to be to be honest with you, mate, most nights I just pass out drunk anyway, so it doesn't make any. All right. difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean that does help. That's another option. Yeah make any difference i could sleep in the street to be honest i'm reading i'm reading a book at the minute called three in a bed oh yeah it's about uh babies and their sleeping patterns and stuff my ex-girlfriend read that actually it's really good but it talks about like uh, just the, the western culture of sleep we've got a very weird view of sleep like 
you know, everyone bangs on about babies and trying to get babies to sleep through the night. When, like, if you look at the statistics of the amount of adults who need sleeping tablets and have sleep, insomnia and sleep troubles, it's massive. So, mm. like, it's that weird thing where we we sort of uh, forget to, that we that most adults have trouble sleeping, but then we go on about you need to get your baby sleeping through the night. It's like, hey, what are you talking about? You can't fucking sleep through the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're up more than that. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So, like, it's more about that thing of we need to change our culture of how we view sleep. And also, you know, it talks about just we shouldn't need aids to sleep and i mean aids is in help <laughs> I mean, you don't need it one of the side effects is you do sleep more due, yeah. to, due to the lower immune system well, um, I, can't, I can't take sleeping pills because i just i'm depressed about two three days afterwards i tried it on the plus that's, that's what i'm worried about yeah yeah i get really depressed the next two or three days like proper light down yeah uh, it just doesn't, doesn't really work for me and also they don't knock me out that much i still wake up them yeah and I've also got this, sort of... I've got this stuff called fade out. Yeah. Um, like you, athletes use it. Apparently, you just you just tip it in a you drink it like it's powder. It's about thirty quid. I bought it and and it just apparently like relaxes your whole body so much. Yeah, yeah. You sleep so well and but I had it and it fucking just kept me up all night, man. <laughs> Literally the opposite. Oh, it did oh, the shit. exact I bought, opposite. I bought fade in by accident. <laughs> sure, that was cocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just a big whole jar of coke. But um, I did a couple ever... of lines, and it was like. <laughs> so have you ever done? Um, have you ever taken Xanax? That's a sleep. No. Oh, fuck, no. that's um, in weird. There was a period of time in Melbourne uh, where there was a person uh, who, who sort of worked at a venue who used to make their own liquid Xanax. So used to oh, lit- and so they put it into a little spray bottle and they used to sell bottles. And um, me and Jimmy McGee once got one. And basically Xanax is a sleeping tablet. So you take a spray, it would knock you on your ass. But it's a bit like them quaaludes that you see in Wolf of Wall Street, where if you take it and you're out drinking and you fight through the tiredness, you go into this sort of weird state of like deliriousness. And me and Jimmy just had a couple, like a night the out where spot. <laughs> yeah, we sort of we had this night out where we just had this spray bottle of Xanax, and like every half an hour we'd just be like, "Open your mouth, mate," and just spray under your tongue, and then we just get another couple of drinks, and we just went Ooh. on this crazy night of like rolling around Melbourne. Was it a bit like tripping? A little bit, yeah. We were just in such a bizarre state because it's almost like we got to a point where our body worked out. Look, you're not going to bed, are you? So I might as well yeah. just keep you upright for a bit. When I was about 18, I was playing for Hamilton Academicals uh, in Scotland. And the girl that I was seeing at the time, they're all it was just nobody had any money, you know. And she was, uh, these were sort of a culture, but I didn't take any of it because of football. But she would take sleeping pills and go to raves and fight the, uh, fight the sleep. Yeah. yeah but, and I did, I mean, I didn't, it's a weird one. It's just, yeah, it just gets you into a very strange state. I'm not recommending it to any listeners. No. Saying that. No. It's something I have. It's available on our website, isn't it? <laughs> Patrons get um <laughs> free Xanax advert comes across. <laughs> but, um, we did it. Me and my mate once did it on a flight. We um we were flying to India and we took a Valium and a Xanax at once. Me and, and my we... pilot mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ordered two cans of Carlsberg and then we just sort of that, that was like the start of the flight once once they came around serving. We just two cans of Carlsberg each, two one, one of each tablets, and just like went off on this flight of madness. Did it work all right? Lovely. 
It's yeah. really nice. You watch your films and stuff or not? Just no, no, we were just basically dribbling half of the flight, <laughs> <laughs> dribbling and giggling. Um, but I don't drink on flat flights anymore. I've, got a, I've not drunk on a plane for a couple of years. I did it last time I went to Singapore. I didn't drink, and you get over the jet lag so much quicker. Yeah, it's what you, it's, that's what it taught me. Just go, the amount, yeah, going to Australia every year, I used to just go right. I'm just going to drink myself and pass out and. You know, and actually, then the first couple of days in Australia were an absolute mess. Yeah, it takes a week to get over it. Yeah, whereas now... Then, then, go on. Have you, have you been on business class on that flight? I have not been on business class on that it's flight. It's impossible not to drink on business class. Of course. You know, as soon as you, walk, as soon as you sit down, they give you a glass of champagne. Oh. Bless, bless oh. you, mate. Cheers. And then, uh, but then it's... I remember the first time, I, my dad used to do a lot of travelling for work, right? And he used to get... He was a British Airways... Bless you. Right. Gold cards, uh, like air miles thing. Oh. And I went, the first time I did business class, uh, I didn't know that I was going into it. They upgraded me there. And I just, I went to Japan and had about 12 Bellinis in a right, row. Man. Well, mate, it's business, it's business class. It's worth I, the money. I I mean, yeah. But then it's weird. Like, I don't know if they've changed it now. You, I mean, it used to be unlimited booze on long haul yeah. flights. I don't know if they've changed it. Like, but. Well, I came back in February on Qantas, and they were very uh, strict with it. Really? Yeah, they would give you it, but you had to. Put, you had to. You couldn't get two at a time. And okay. You, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Once you finished one, you had to go and ask them for it. You know, and yeah. they did cut it off after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I've been cut. I've been cut off once in my flying times, where I've actually just been. They've said, "Look, <laughs> this is." Put your pants on and sit back down. All right. <laughs> You're not the pilot. <laughs> 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 so yeah but it's um well so you were in australia earlier this year yeah february i went there uh my brother lives there and uh you know he's got kids and my dad lives there now so i don't spend a month there a year they're, they're doing really well you know they're all the kids are back at school pubs are oh, yeah, yeah i went out because we were there in march and so when we were there they were just going into sort of lockdown yeah, and but but it wasn't like their lockdown wasn't like you know it was much more chilled. Even the days running up to it, the coffee shops were still working. Like everything was sort of running okay. And yeah, I think now they're a lot less dense chill. in areas. What which yeah. area is he, Mac? Your brother? Perth, so Western Australia. So it's oh. actually the most isolated city in the world. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like New Zealand. They just blocked it out. There's like seven people. I don't know about now. But they didn't let it in. They just shut it down straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they've got the danger of being susceptible to it, uh, unless there's a vaccine. But there's going to be no herd immunity there, so it's going to go there at some point. Do you really, take it there. Are you, re- are you reading this from one of your fact sheets on the wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah just I'm just on, an, I'm on an auto cue. <laughs> <laughs> over to the uh, news now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how have you been doing during the day then and somebody you know you well, live alone I was doing and the first couple of weeks were really creative so I started slide tackling inanimate objects and yeah, <laughs> putting that nice. on social media and I was enjoying that but you run out of things to tackle very quickly yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then I started just doing some five minute videos stand up videos to to uh, you know go on YouTube so I did two of those and then that's when the Zoom gig started kicking off yeah, yeah. I, again, I was like you. I was very much. It won't work. I don't want to do it. You know, and it's it doesn't make much money, truth be told, but it gives us some focus. So yes. every Tuesday, I've got you know, I'm sort of 
to now sort of wake up on a Friday and I start thinking, fuck, I've got to have a new 10 minutes by Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so and you, it's bits of the news, bits of Corona, bits of what I've been doing and some old bits of stand-up. But it's probably the most creative I've ever been. Really? Yeah, and that's what you saying before we started. When, uh, I'll just repeat myself to you, but Julian wasn't here then. Um, it was so still in bed. The, yeah, still in bed. <laughs> really, really shoots. Um, one of the gigs, one of the acts, uh, microphone didn't work. So yeah. after a minute, we had to come back to me. And I'd just done 10 minutes and burnt everything I'd written that week. But I'd do another 10 minutes of my old stuff, like stuff that works in the clubs, you know, stuff that would smash it at Top Secret, etc. Yeah. And it just felt so fucking laboured. Your, yeah, mic, your, your, your mic's just changed sound all of a sudden, eh? It's just it? suddenly got clearer, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, I, don't I don't know. I haven't touched it. It's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, it felt so laboured, but it also made me think about what I'm saying as a comedian. You know, that yeah. was, a lot of it was just sort of jokes for the sake of the joke and a laugh, you know, as opposed yeah. to focus and voice. And it's all of a sudden you go, oh, no, that's not my opinion. So I think it's actually helped me be a better comedian. Not today, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though. Yeah, like I do. I've only done one online gig, um, but it was just all new stuff. I don't know. I, I sent a video into them, though. I didn't do yeah. it live, but um, yeah. Well, that's what you asked me because you you both you're both booked to do outside the box. Uh, yeah, outside the box. Yeah, yeah. UK. And um, and you, Julian, said you wanted to pre-record it. You fucking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have yeah, just well, emailed you it then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll do the gig. let me just check my diary yeah okay then there's the gig <laughs> got one video. go through go through my agent please and they just send you that <laughs> i do understand some yeah i think definitely i think the online gigs do suit certain comedians more than others because yeah. you can't i don't i still don't think on an online gig you can just stand in your bedroom and deliver a, a series of jokes like, as if you're just doing a normal gig. Because, like, I no. do think you've got to tailor it to the fact it looks like you're having a Skype with a bunch of people. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, Martin Davis would be fucked with me because it's all, you can't do any crowd work. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I've, so I've tried to, well, we tried to figure out how you could do that. And to be honest with you, it's pointless anyway. Yeah. Like, I've reached the stage when I compare in clubs, I don't want to talk to the audience anymore anyway. <laughs> so why do that now? You know, when you've got some good stuff. And some yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've, had some, I've done some fun little bits of banter with, like, you know, on Zoom where, you know, you, you can get the audience to put it on gallery view and you suddenly can sort of dig out people about their artwork in their house. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Some, um, somebody said that you were brilliant at it, mate, actually. I can't remember who it was now. It was Sean James. Oh, Thanks, yeah, man. cheers. <laughs> yeah, so Sean, I've done a few of yeah, Sean's, Sean's and well. they're the ones I've done where I've played around with, yeah. You can yeah. sort of look at up. It's quite funny because normally when you banter or you're comparing or something, you can only really go on what everyone looks like, and that's the starting point of your in- intro to them and yeah. the name. But we're actually what I've found with Zoom ones is you get way more to work with. You can see their house, see their wallpaper out for something. <laughs> Shit, man! You can literally you can see if they've got a moody sofa, you know. Whatever. Yeah, but, so this is another thing I've realised from Zoom is just how <laughs> moody the sofa is, but also how I just do not like myself. <laughs> I just don't like looking at myself. And that's why yeah. I shaved my head in the first place. Yeah. And it, and Your head looks like, good, actually. That suits you a lot like that. I'm going to it, I've got to say. But I think it's, uh, you know, there's no denying the fucking, you know, the V there. But so just the V even suits it, I think, though. Getting a bit McDonald's arches, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit, thanks, mate. I think I shaved it again today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is the thing as well. So as soon as I shaved it, I understand now why I had a ball blokes by hats all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd order three caps the next day. What am I doing? Yeah. It's also, I mean, that's the thing. I as much as I say I'm, I love having a shaved head and like you know it's easy and that I still it, yeah I definitely my hat consumption went up quite yeah well we were very very prominent on the uh, on the hair scene yeah definitely yeah, big old curly big old bounces I don't miss it though do you miss your hair at all absolutely not there's not yeah. a single moment I I don't look back at a single photo of me with big curly hair and think oh, I wish I had that hair again yeah playing up the arse yeah yeah. I, I, yeah I think this is the only haircut I've ever felt fully like if anything though but when i had big curly hair that was more of a it was a, almost a character it was like i was yeah. sort of i needed i felt like i needed something to sort of when i walked on stage to get an instant response from people whereas yeah. when you're shaved now, head, now you've got a joke it kind yeah, of but no, but then you ain't got nothing to fall back on when you walk on and you've got when you're a bald white bloke and you walk on you've got nothing interesting about you physically so you've actually then just got to be just yeah, yeah, but that's good though, isn't it? It's, you know, one hand yeah. behind the back. I know I did that definitely for one Edinburgh show. I think it was 2012. I'm up in 14. I noticed when I was getting stuck, I was just writing curly hair jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got fucking hundreds of these, so I actually cut my <laughs> hair short just to stop me from doing it. Yeah, yeah. Which made or you good. could have just carried on doing them and looked like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first first night I did, I had my yeah. hair cut off. The first night I did my normal opening, which was about my hair, at um, Highlight Legging. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> and God. And they were staring at me, and I went, oh, I forgot I've had my hair cut today. And I got a massive laugh. Oh, man. So I thought, oh, I'll just start the next gig like that. Didn't work at all. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, anyway? How are you boys coping? Mm. I'm all right, man. Um, I'm loving it generally. The last few days, like, I felt a bit, like, flat, just a bit rough. I think I've been a bit under the weather. Oh, yeah? Um, But generally, generally, I've really loved it. Same with you, just a bit more creative and writing a lot more jokes. More than I fucking have in a long time, really. Yeah. It's just fuck all to do, but it's also, like, you have to make, it's nice just cheering yourself. It's just enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. Something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, yeah, I certainly yeah. get a massive buzz out of the gigs, I've got to say, doing the Zoom gigs. It's a different buzz, but you get a massive buzz. I'm a bit and worried about it, to be honest. Like, but It's fine, mate. It's, it's only just, 10 minutes you, of my life, isn't it? And yeah, I'll, and like, even if you get, you get seven minutes, that's fine. Especially yeah, yeah. with your material. I'm thinking of three. It's pretty rare. Three. What other gig can you, if you have a bad gig, can you then just get straight into bed? <laughs> into the fetal position. <laughs> just when your thumb goes into your mouth. But Under you, my thick tog duvet. This is the thing. You won't die and you won't smash it. It's just, it's one of those things where you... I'll smash you it, mate. You'll get the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, you'll smash it. Of course yeah. you'll. You get the satisfaction of it afterwards. I having done so. a gig. I think it's just nice. Yeah. People are tweeting a lot, you know, when the show's on, they're tweeting you or they can chat to you in the chat function on the Zoom thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, one I, week. I, I watched your one, actually. I watched your one the other day and um, Tim Vine was so funny, man. Yeah, he's, Tim he's Vine was great. great. He was so yeah, good. Castanola was great as well, I thought. Yeah, Castanola, yeah. The trouble we're getting is that the bigger names just don't want to do stand-up. And yeah. because they're financially... Um, secure, <laughs> you can't convince them otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Harry Hill did the first week and was. I mean, to me, phenomenal. the tenors are tenors. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> but Tim Vine uh, was superb. He said he wants to do an interview. And I said to him, I know what will happen. I'll ask you one question. You'll bring up a load of props and talk for 10 minutes. He went, yeah, probably. And that's exactly what happened. And he was absolutely brilliant, wasn't he, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. He kept, the, he kept it bouncing. Like, it wasn't like joke, joke. Like, the dog kept coming through the window, didn't it? And <laughs> it, was just, uh, it was just fun, man. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> but like I said, it's been, it's been really fun. I got a lot. I'd started doing a few interviews in the shows as well. So, like, the bigger yeah, yeah. names. Uh, so I interviewed Greg Davis for about half an hour, and it was really fun, like a yeah. lot of fun. Everybody seemed to enjoy it, except about five people who decided to email me, just give me proper abuse. Really? wasn't, wasn't complaining, it was just proper Sorry about abuse. That. Yeah, abuse about, okay. what, what do you mean? What were they saying? They were saying that, well, I, that we had, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that we'd hoodwinked them. Right. And they're saying that it's, we thought we were buying a Greg Davis stand-up concert. You know, like those sort of words. So you're going, okay. Have you, they watched the news? Yeah. You've never, understood, <laughs> you've never understood life whatsoever, <laughs> let alone fucking comedy. I've come the mechanics of comedy. Work. And it's just, unfortunately, just one of those, when you get the, the negative bits, it, it sort of, especially now when you're quite sensitive, it just really upset me. But then the yeah, next day yeah. you go, oh, well, fuck it. I had a great time. Yeah. You know, so we've got another, you're doing, you're doing one with Rod Gilbert, I think, Julian. Aren't you doing Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not this yeah. Saturday, next, isn't it? Yeah, and then you're doing uh, with uh, Harry Hill, I think, Carl. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it should be pretty good, pretty good nights. Julian's They're great alarm. lineups. Is that your alarm going off, Julian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get out, mate. <laughs> that was actually someone ringing me, yeah. But um, oh, I set an alarm. Bailiffs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so front, please mate. bring the TV down. <laughs> the bailiffs or your coat Social dealer, distancing. <laughs> I've got to hand it over to them. <laughs> Across two meters. Just take the laptop while you're mid-podcast, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, guys, these guys are taking it from here. Just follow him. Keep talking. Yeah. The road getting smaller, as it? <laughs> Running behind the van. <laughs> Just aim it towards me. <laughs> with that, though, are you guys, I'm a limited company, so I got fuck all help from the government. Did you guys get any help? No, I'm the same. Um, yeah. And also, it's that thing when you say, I'm a limited company, uh, but some people assume that's like, that means you're minted. Yeah. I know, I basically, I, I, I had one financially lucrative year about eight years ago where my, and my accountant went, oh yeah, so sort of you need to go into this threshold for just for, because legally something where you hit some, a number. Yeah. And then they turned me into a limited company. I didn't know anything, I don't know anything about the tax system at all. Mm-hmm. I know that I declare everything and, you know, I'm very above board. But I, I always thought, right, I would, uh, you know, they'd turn me back to not being a limited. But they just went, oh, no, you can just stay. And, you know, I probably, I think what I probably save on tax each year goes on accountancy fees just for the actual running of a limited company. So there's yeah, no same. real benefit. But then, so when this came along, I just had no idea that I was like, oh, right, so I don't get any uh, No, I'm exactly the same. So I'm, I'm definitely getting rid of a limited company when it come out of Yes, this. that's what it's made me. So I think I've, for a couple of years, I've thought, do I really need to be a limited company when it's, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm a PLC. A <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're an NOB. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's made me go, oh, you need to have actually some control. Because I've always just been one of these people that goes, right, I pay an accountant way too much money over the year Same. to do my shit because I don't understand it. This has taught me to maybe take a bit of control back and say to them, look, I don't need all this. This is, I'll give you everything. You just need to do this 
yearly tax return rather than yeah. all these quarterly VAT returns and shit. Oh, VAT's a fucking pain. That's all, man. The best, the best thing to do is just copy what Stephen Grant does because whatever Stephen Grant does, you know he's been very thorough with a comb and a whoever done all the research. Yeah. So whatever he's doing, I tend to do. Right. Okay. So he's. I spoke to him yesterday, and he's got. He's getting rid of, or he's got rid of his limited company and gone back to self-employed, which just seems to be the better answer. Yeah. And it's just it's to do with tax uh, breaks, isn't it? So if you if your income is over a certain amount. Yeah, you then go into forty percent tax and VAT, so it yeah. doesn't matter where that money's coming from. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Suppose that's it. I just genuinely just let accountants do everything. Just yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I yeah. Don't understand it, but it's not like you know. I had an accountant for years, and it was like, and then I said to him, <clears throat> "I don't, I don't need you anymore." I cut him off about four years ago, <laughs> and then, um, and then he said, oh, I, I'll do it for this. And he just gave me about a, like, about a tenth of what he was charging me. He said, oh, I'll just do it for this <laughs> then. You could really? have said that five years ago, man. <laughs> you charging me like, it's, it's not cheap, is it? No, no it's not cheap. I just do it, I just do it myself. Um, yeah, every, yeah. It's not hard to do, really. Well, it depends no. on how you earn, doesn't it, really? <laughs> definitely. And also, yeah, it's, just, it's just ins and outs, though, isn't it? Like, well, with, with, yeah, but definitely if I was a stand-up, I wouldn't have a limited company at all. I mean, if I was just a stand-up, because yeah. of the clubs, yeah. uh, what tends to happen is, the because we went VAT registered, what tends to happen is a lot of money comes in, but a lot of money goes straight, straight back yeah, out yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was absolutely no financial gain whatsoever for no. us to go VAT registered. So as soon as I can get rid of that fucker, I will. Yeah, definitely. That's this something. isn't this isn't funny. This is just accounting. Yeah, this is for anyone who's ever been interested about the finances of stand up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, you know, as if you've got a company, it's more complicated, isn't it? Yeah, but it is so much just, more complicated. If all your outgoings are just sort of like petrol, whatever, and then you know your incomings, it's quite simple, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. But so there's there's that, I've heard. I have heard that if you're a limited company, your what you can claim for is a bit. You know, you actually they're a bit more lax on what you can claim for. So technically, yeah. most like a lot more of it can be technically company expenditure. But I've never really. But I just I don't. I just claim for stuff I buy for for my job in it. Yeah, same. yeah, yeah. Same. And you can put sneaky things through like Sky TV as well because it's research. Can you? Can you? Well, yeah. I've, I've never done anything like that. Yeah, I'm Pornhub so porn I... subscription. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "How do you it? put this for it?" And I play them my set. They're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah." yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we get it. <laughs> well, that's now tax deductible because you've now done some comedy about it. Exactly. There yeah. you go. That's, that's so, how easy it works. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think it's definitely. But then at the same time, you notice like my outgoings during lockdown have been so small. I know. It's yeah. made me realise that I'm so I'm even worse with money than I thought I was in oh, terms mate. of my, like my spending like that is is out of control. I don't, but not in a you know I'm not somebody who's like running around. But sh- even like three coffees a day is about 150 it's, quid a month, isn't it's it? Mental. It's like, yeah. what's the point? Did, I had to do my VAT yesterday, even though you haven't got to pay it till March 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do it yesterday, and I <laughs> since lockdown because I've been on my own most of the time, I've spent 2,100 pounds on deliveries and booze. <laughs> No way! <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is unreal. There were I mean, days where I was just getting three deliveries a day, just oh to try and cheer God. myself up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking hell. What food man. were you getting? Like Wagamama and stuff like that? No, not even good stuff, mate. Burgers and uh, although there's a company called Hache H A C H E, do an amazing vegan burger, which you boys would bloody love. Yeah, I think they're a chain. They do the, like the Beyond Burgers. Okay, they're amazing. But yeah, yeah just, they're good. I drove. I drove an hour. To I took my kids wanted a McDonald's, so I found one that was open. Yeah, in Strood, and I drove them there. It took an hour to get there, 
And I got there, took an hour to queue up. It was just, it was Saturday afternoon. I don't know what I was thinking. They <laughs> really badly wanted it. Yeah. So we took like two cars worth down there and um, I was starving. I don't eat McDonald's and they didn't have anything vegan. It was just like, oh, fuck this, man. The yeah, chips yeah. vegan? McDonald's chips? Or they got no, they're things? not really. I don't know if they the are. chips are. I know they're but, not. In America, I don't know what the, the what the stats are in the U, like in the UK, like because I know in America they use beef salts on it. Um, I was going to get the KFC vegan burger, which is quite nice actually. Yeah. But KFC was closed. Yeah, mate. Don't know why they they ain't open. If McDonald's are open, why wouldn't they open as well? Drive throughs I think business is booming for that shop. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I bet they're on, on more money. There's definitely some people making a lot of money out of it, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, supermarkets are absolutely... Amazon must be absolutely coining oh, it. man, it must be ridiculous. They've That's sold not... out of everything. That's why I was... I've got I've got this mic from... Um, I'm, I'm trying to get a... like a, What mic have you got, Math? Uh, I don't know the mic. Oh, f- uh, Where's it from? Uh, just Amazon. Fee-fine, it's called. Yeah, similar, similar to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you've got I'm yours from to... down the park. <laughs> I just stole this off a news reporter out there. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting about COVID deaths. <laughs> My hand just comes in. It's going to be on a blooper soon. <laughs> <laughs> the bailiffs are just going to take that off you, though, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just be it around pubs when they reopen. Just also, like it. webcams are like quadrupled in price. Yeah, I, mean, I had to wait like four it's weeks. It's all right, this webcam. one, anyway. Yeah, four weeks I had to wait for a webcam, and it was 180 quid. Bloody hell. Yeah. What one did you get? Logitech. It's one of the, you know. The C, I, did you get the um, uh, the Brio? No idea, mate. I put it on Facebook, and I waited for Stephen Grant to answer. And as soon as Stephen yeah. Grant answered, I bought that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call, actually. I've been researching a bit, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's such a sort of, um, he, he's good with gadgets as well. He just, Stephen's one of the people that, like, just... Mate, know, he, he did he knows uh, about a lot of things. He did our gig on Tuesday, and it was the most complex um, ten minutes I've ever seen. So he had two cameras. Yeah, so he'd go from one to the other. You know, like a little bit Harry Hill TV work, like one of them. He had a green screen, so every time he was doing a joke, something on the green screen was about the joke. Fucking hell! It was fucking phenomenal. It was really, really well done. You know, and it's that those online gigs are vital that you have some distraction as well, as opposed to just someone talking for ten minutes. So I use a little yeah, bit yeah. of um, uh, PowerPoint as well, and I've even shown a few videos. It makes a big difference, though, because otherwise yeah. it's just ten minutes of someone just like you say lecturing. Yeah, it's, was, yeah, it's true. That's what I was. I was showing Julian yesterday about. Because we were talking about doing a live podcast. We do these little um, afternoon things for patrons on Zoom, which is like yeah. they can just Zoom in and we have a chat to them, like a Q&A. Yeah. We were thinking of doing an actual, just a streaming live podcast. Yeah. And um, we're going to use this, what was the platform I was chatting about, Julian? Um, called, oh, fuck. It's called like StreamYard or something. It's, it's really good though, yeah. Jim Streamyard. Howard, you know Comedy Hotspot. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jim told it, yeah. me about it. And um, it's, it's really good. It's like, like OBS. So it's a thing where if you wanted to stream onto Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, everything at the same time, it's oh, yeah. of, it would be your little mit- like studio. And if you're managing it, you can just bring everyone in and you can have oh, design cool. behind and you can have banners going across the front. It just makes it look like a really lovely produced stream but it's actually very uh, good to use what was the name of it again mate sorry Streamyard. 
StreamYard, okay. StreamYard.com. It might be worth looking at, actually. Yeah, yeah, look we're going to yeah. do, do a little uh, live pod on there, I believe, soon. So how did Stephen <laughs> had two cameras and he was switching to them in real time? That, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's what he is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He must have just had a little button or something, just boom, boom. Yeah. Or just, he's probably got like a whole production 40 grand's <laughs> worth of kit just like, but he's got probably like eight staff there in the room with him illegally. all the furloughed bbc team <laughs> are just round his house <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it made a big difference though, emily it? mattis is just behind him with the clipboard <laughs> feeding him <laughs> she's that, just been fired hasn't she yeah has she been fired yeah that's what i read on twitter i read that on twitter anyway so i don't know how what today? What uh, yesterday, I thought, because of well, that no, Dominic coming speech. Well, no, she she basically the, the she did that speech, and the police, uh, the BBC released a statement saying, you know, this wasn't whatever; it didn't fit their guidelines. And then she refused to do last night's show. Oh, that oh. was it. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I so didn't she, know she refused to. Do yeah, it. she refused it, so they had to get a replacement in. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so yeah, everyone was kicking off, going like, "It's disgusting." They, they got removed Stephen her. Grant in, did they? She came out yeah. and said, "No, they didn't remove me. I just, re- I just refused to do the show." Well, good on her. Yeah, exactly. I'm supporting her. Well done. Yeah, it's nice, and I like, I like it when a somebody sticks to their you know, guns. Yeah, their, it's annoying that Piers, It's annoying that Piers Morgan seems to be talking sense, though, isn't it? Yeah, um, he's smashing I, it. To I don't. Be fair, to be, isn't I he? keep hearing people say that, but I've I've never watched him on television, and I've muted his and his name on Twitter three years ago. So I've no literally way. no. I've, I've started liking I, a few tweets though. Like, I've never um, seen one of his tweets about any of this stuff. So like, I just but I've, more, heard, I've heard he's had a bit of a uh, what's it called like a renaissance. Well, he's, he's just, just he's just he calling politicians out. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's calling them out. So he's saying, okay, that's not true, you know. And then it's just, I mean, he's done you wrong. He's still a fucking huge cunt, right? <laughs> but it's the fact he's he's actually speaking from you know from a from a personal point of view as opposed to just trying to do some government dodging, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I can't stand the prick. Yeah, well, it's a funny. It's that thing. I'm sure, like you know, it's that. I've never, I never, I muted him just because people were always going on about him. So I had to mute his name so that, because I, it wasn't him that I, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I probably would dis- disagree with him on a lot of stuff, but I get, I get, it's like Katie Hopkins and stuff like that. Like Stanica, as yeah. much as about, it's about, I can't be asked to hear what she's got to say. I also can't be asked to hear what loads of comedians have to say about her. No, the only, that's just the only exactly reason, the same to me. I agree with you, but the only reason I do is because of writing for Mock the Week. So if you don't uh, know what's been said. Yeah. You know, it's like I've, I've, I read the sun most days, oh, you know, not, not by choice. It's just because yeah, I've got yeah, to see yeah. what people are looking at. Well, you, go, you go on their website or you actually get Oh, yeah, things? no. No, I don't yeah. pay them any money, mate. God, oh, no. right. just on the I website. can only write for topical shows from the late 90s through to the mid-2000s. <laughs> That's the last time I regularly watch the news. I wrote for Unspun, didn't I, Matt Fords, for the first season. I didn't even know who Farage was. <laughs> I was Wikipediaing. I mean, this was a years. This was like a few years ago. Yeah, I was like just googling this. What's his name? Nigel. Nigel Farage. Yeah. He was weirdly. I saw on Twitter yesterday he was getting loads of shit because he came out and said that Dominic Cummings should go. And obviously, it's that funny thing where. his fans whatever you'd call him is that a thing uh, fans of uh, followers maybe of followers yeah they were all suddenly like I couldn't understand that he wasn't you know it's that it's, it's, I find it really funny when somebody who's like is a bit of a knob 
comes out and says something reasonable and everyone just loses <laughs> their mind. Well, that's he's... what Piers has been doing that, hasn't he? The yeah, whole lockdown, yeah, yeah. really, I suppose. He's got a lot. Even James O'Brien is kind of yeah. was his ally for a little while during the lockdown. But it's what, it, what it proves, the way people react to that, is when they... Because a lot of them people love people like Piers Morgan and Farage because they call them like the voice of reason. No, they're the voice of reason. It's not yeah, yeah, left-wing yeah. liberal metropolitan elites. But then the moment they say something that is also reasonable within the confines of what's going on that dis- that they disagree with. They're like, no, what's wrong with you? It's like, they basically yeah, totally yeah. undermines the fact that it's they have fixed reason. on political ideas people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's often, whatever view is in line with their yeah. politics. But those people whether people are dying or not. accept that, do they? You know, normally it's the left are deemed as ideological, like, and yeah. sort of, like, full of... They are on both sides. Unrealistic. Extreme, aren't they? And, yeah, the, the sort of conservatives and right of centre always claim to have the sort of monopoly on common sense but then this you actually see that no one's got common sense whatever side of the political spectrum you're on you know you're actually ultimately just i accidentally um liked a trump post because i follow him on insta i just find him hilarious right he just i don't know he had i forget what he said it's definitely not going to come across but he's he's sitting there on his phone he just a big photo of him just staring and he just said, we're coming for you now, talking about Obama. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was like, what's like, it? And that's the president of the fucking America just coming. Is it come, you you investigated more. us, now it's your turn. And yeah, it was just yeah. his face looking stern. It just I can't believe that anybody, I can't believe any, a, anybody takes him seriously, but, but what the fuck are you trying to do Obamagate for during a global pandemic? Well, mate? He's, trying to, he's obviously trying to of detract. Course, yeah, we, we all know what he's trying to do. Right. We all know what he's trying to do, but he's yeah, doing... Yeah. Who's falling for it? Who's falling well, his, for it? His fans who, are, yeah. who love him so much that, you know, whatever he does, they think it's the right thing. You know, all the people that are into that QAnon conspiracy, you know, right. they think they think Donald Trump is like a secret agent who's there to tear down the whole deep state of corruption of America. They don't understand that he's just a rich guy who's got a job that he's out of his depth in essentially <laughs> that's literally the, it's not even that more complicated than that people often from you know <laughs> that sounds out perfectly Donnelly yeah, I think. it's just it's the same with loads of people it's Boris you know it's that thing he of, does have a good team though like Dr Burks Dr Fauci and people he does have the top experts you know what I mean in his team but yeah he's a but he doesn't he's a liability man <laughs> exactly but no, but it's that thing of, I've said it about Boris in a couple of things where, you know, people, there's often there's this assumption that there's some deep conspiracy of like these vindictive evil types who just run, put like a sort of pulling all the strings. And you don't, it's way more simple than that. Most of these people in control, in, especially in government, are rich sort of, you know, people that have come through at channels into politics where you just sort of get bred for it really you know you meet somebody who goes right if you might run for parliament and we'll get you in on this you know post and then you can sit on boards of companies when you retire mm. and they ultimately just get into a position that they are not good enough to really deal with well they're not trained for it are they it's just like no, say, no one is position like, of, of privilege and they just because they went to oxbridge or wherever it is but no one's <laughs> fully no no one can ever be trained for politics politics is almost an impossible venture do you know what i mean yeah. like it's so it's but especially there's certain types get really found out when they go into politics people like boris is a perfect example yeah he's he's such a blagger that he's great at getting into positions of power and if you look at his history every single managerial position he's held he's been sacked from so he's somebody who's good at getting a job but not holding it or doing it well so i think that's it's just a cycle he goes through but his fans just 
I can't see that. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's fucking horrible. <clears throat> These two idiots are in charge. It's absolutely horrible. <clears throat> and despite Dominic Cummings, I mean, he's clearly got something <laughs> on somebody, hasn't he? He's clearly he's unsackable. So he yeah, must yeah, know yeah, something. Yeah. But I think you've got somewhat. Sometimes I really fucking admire him. Like the the day after, um, he had to go out to his car, and he he. I don't know if you saw this, but he took a kid's ball and a kid's bike with him. Yeah, and he just put that in front of him, yeah, and that's yeah, just yeah. fucking. He should have just rode that up the road. That would have <laughs> <laughs> overshadowed everything, wouldn't it? Balancing the ball yeah. on his nose. <laughs> but I think there is that certain sort of. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, there is an element of begrudging I respect. I can't a little bit with him. Like, when when he was in the garden, I felt a bit sorry for him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I couldn't help it. I like, do feel but, sorry for him, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I it, just look, it just reminded me, it just looked really innocent. And like, and obviously what he did was ridiculous. And the fact that he's not apologising. Um, yeah. But he just looked really like just getting fucking, right, next heckler, next heckler. Yeah. <laughs> this was brutal in his garden in the heat. It was no, horrible no. to see someone be so so vilified, and, yeah. and to see him, and you know, people shouting abuse at him as he's walking home. I mean, that's not pleasant, is it? Of course, yeah, but, all, but, but this is I was, I totally agree, and I think. And you his know, kid I, was it ill? He'd element. only just recovered himself. He was yeah. ill, wasn't he? And it's like, but do you not think there's a part? He, he should of be you, held accountable. 100%. He should be held accountable. But do you not think they? How like the fact that there doesn't seem to be a part of him? If you, if if you, either of us, any of us here, if you found yourself uh, that you'd done something in your work. That wherever you went in the country and you're walking down the street, people shouted, Oh, you come. <laughs> Do you think at some point in that you would think, I might have done something wrong, actually? He just he doesn't know, he, he knows what he did wrong, but yeah. he's a PR I don't, expert. I don't he? Think he, like, does. He, he can't apologize because that won't satisfy it. That would that would make it worse. Well, I not think. now. I think very early, if he had straight away got ahead of it and come out and said, Look, you know, but they'd have had him if he'd we apologised. Yeah, but they'd have had him. They'd but have eaten him alive. I think he could have ridden it out. I genuinely think if they had come out straight away the moment the news came out, yeah. and he said, look, we were getting sick. We thought we might have coronavirus. We wanted to get as far away from London as possible, where the most cases were, and be near family in case we needed their help. And yeah. it, in, in hindsight, it was a it was an error of judgment, but we're yeah. very sorry. Bang. That's, they've, 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 they've but totally then it fa- gives the public permission to do to that as do well. It, yeah. But, well, he was, but, no, but he's given the public the permission to do it by he not has, saying that. He has, because he has, yeah. But I think more so if he had apologised. No, he, I he think the opposite. There's, no way, there's absolutely no way in the world he's going to apologise. And it, he, I'll tell you what he reminds me of. He reminds me of when an actor comes and does stand-up, yeah. does 10 minutes to complete silence and comes off feel like they've smashed it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. by that. He's just, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't understand it. Or, or he's just invisible. I think behind you know, closed doors three he laughs. does, though. He's huh? aware of it, probably. Again? I think he deeply regrets it. He oh, I think he do. does, but I think he's now too deep in the lie to apologise. He has I think to, yeah. I mean, he's he'd have apologised early person. doors and shown some uh, like genuine uh, appreciation of why people are. are apologising is admitting it, isn't it? And he can't. Yeah, but he, he should can't do that. But if you admit it, you can. Actually he definitely should. He definitely should. But I'm saying, from his PR point of view, he knows that he can't do that, or he'll get eaten alive. But, he's getting, but now he's getting eaten alive daily. Yeah, yeah, there's no easy way out. One day. And like people would have had to just sort... I think genuinely, British British public are pretty easy to sway. And I think a genuine sounding apology at the start. And I think uh, the then the British public would have ultimately, within a couple of days, moved on. Whereas now I think it's just going to keep going on. Yeah. Well, he's not humanised. This is the thing. He's not, he's not humanised yeah. himself. 
he's just become so robotic with it and like you say just not not admitting to doing yeah, anything yeah, yeah. he it's tested his eyesight by driving to yeah. the castle i mean and also going, imagine like going into like nonsense wasn't it imagine members of the british public now getting pulled over by the police to do something yeah, yeah. if he'd have come we'll out pretend you're blind for a well, minute that's it if he said he'd done something wrong at the start and apologized then yeah. they could say well he's admitted that he did something wrong so you can't replicate it Whereas then, if, if somebody yeah, say he I hasn't done anything wrong, then I they can know. replicate it like without any trouble, in it. That's so he's it's like once it. you apologise though, you your haters don't stop hating you, and then your yeah. fans go against you. It's like you know, remember George Michael got caught in the cubicle. Yeah, yeah. He come out and said, yeah, and he made a fucking song dressed as a policeman. He yeah, didn't apologise. I mean, him just getting noshed off in a cubicle isn't going to start a wave of everyone wanting to get noshed off in toilet cubicles. It is illegal, though. <laughs> just, a few, just a few of us did that afterwards just to see what it was like. I mean, I was straight on it that day. Yeah, same here. That's how coronavirus it. started. <laughs> <laughs> That's how COVID-20 is going to start, mate. <laughs> <laughs> George Michael's knob. Yeah, no, there is that. There's that thing of you know they say if you but they say if you haven't done That's anything a role, wrong, I think do not apologize. But no, if you haven't done anything wrong, never apologize. If you have, you should apologize. That's yeah, agree. That's, that, yeah. that's, that's yeah. ethical uh, life living, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Well, do use the fact that it was within the rules what he did. It was just within the rules, very yeah. ambiguous rules as they were. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, that's you the know, problem, isn't it? And also yeah. the fact that you don't, you are held to higher standards if you're in government. That's, 100%. that's the nature of politics as well. Isn't yeah. it? That's why it's an impossible job. But he's not in government. I mean, he, he, yeah. I know what you mean, but he's just an yeah. advisor, isn't he? So, what? Well, how is he just an advisor as well? Why has he been given a role? Huh? Well, he's well, the same, I mean, you know, that's that's just how politics runs, is they've all got their little What What is his job? He's like man. the public relations advisor, is he? No, no, I think he's just the advisor. He's just a government, government advisor. He's, he's Boris Johnson's advisor. He's very pro-Brexit. He's debating about... But what's that got to do with him, then? Well, because he's that's his... He's, basically, he's just like a management consultant who is, you know, in line with Boris's ideas and just he sort of helps him come up with policy, isn't it? Did you see oh. the thing on Channel 4, the documentary? Uh, sorry, not the documentary, the uh, drama that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch played him. No. But uh, go and watch it. It's, it's fascinating. A good, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I saw it yesterday on Netflix. It's absolutely actually. fascinating. It's oh, all really? about how they won the um, uh, the Brexit vote. And it's right. incredible to watch and just, honestly, it's, I mean, I don't know how factually correct it is, but it's, it's a real good watch. And you'll see, you get I to almost, see. I almost feel I, romantic thinking about it. The old Brexit know, times now. Do you remember, do you remember Brexit, that? Dude. I know. Oh, do you remember that? Do you remember I miss when the country was completely divided because <laughs> of Brexit. I watched the Epstein documentary last night. I oh, fell asleep. Watch that. It was still playing this Did you say morning. You fell asleep during it. It was still playing the, at five a.m. Oh, I don't nothing, know. Nothing sends me off long? better than a pedo doc. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Just I started watching it. I started watching it last night and I got about 25 minutes in and just got angry and angry and angrier. I didn't realise how rich that guy was, man. How many episodes? A proper sleaze bag, I think it's just it? one documentary, mate. I, I don't know. To be honest. I yeah. think what he did was wrong. I'm going to say it. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can write that down. Fucking cuck. <laughs> you fucking cuck. Lefty liberal cuck. <laughs> What does cuck mean? What am I missing out here? Snowflake. Cuck is just um, it's a word that is often thrown around. It means a, a, a man who circles. watches well, it comes uh, another from... man have sex with his. Oh, it comes, it comes okay. from the cu- 
it comes from the cuckoo bird, doesn't it? Does it? It comes, yeah. they like watching, I don't know if they like it. I'm totally <laughs> going to paraphrase this. <laughs> they stand her and wank off. But they watch their partners, like other birds come and fuck their partners. Really? It comes from that, yeah. So cuckold is like a porn genre yes. of men liking what they watching like watching their women get done by. Um, and, yeah, so, and, the, and the theory is that you're man, yeah, like a beta male would be somebody who would do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I'm, okay. avail- I'm so available. It's, what, it's a phrase that's often chucked at left wing people from the right as well, like you know. Like they're beta pandering. Male. They're pandering. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I will definitely use cuck quite a few times today. <laughs> yeah, do it. Just <laughs> call it out. How to do Anyone it. says anything to you wrong, just call them a cuck. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> your delivery driver's late. <laughs> your burger, you fucking. That's my burger, you fucking cuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's taking a bit of a turn, this podcast, all of a sudden, isn't it? I know. It's fine. But first half was just nice catch up. And then it's I was waking up. And... I, I swear to God, I wasn't awake like, yeah, properly. Yeah. My eyes were like, I've not even fucking washed, man. And you had that, but I mean, I can't imagine your. I don't know if you can what, tell. Your dreams would be particularly fun if you had the Epstein documentary in the background. Uh, you know what I started watching? I mean, fucking out. Like, I don't know why. I'm just really into like intense things like that. This paedophile being interviewed, like talking about it, fact, like justifying oh, what he's doing. God. And it's so, like, I've never seen anything like that. It was so um, fascinating. Yeah, and yeah. like, you, it's hard to watch. Um, I only watched it for about 10 minutes. It's like two hours long. Yeah, like, oh, I might get saying a bit lighter on this yeah. Epstein documentary. Can't for the life of me, think why well, you're not sleeping well at the minute, mate. <laughs> I know. I, know I, true, I couldn't get through it. I've got to say, I've got about 20 minutes in. And then there was an article written by a uh, British woman. It's very woman. sad, isn't it, when you see it from the girl's point of view? Like, yeah. They, they were so young and like young yeah. teenagers and got tricked into going to his big mansion. So they're there on. They think there's other students going to go there as well. Their mums are like wishing them luck. They've got this great opportunity. Yeah. This billionaire's going to help them out with their careers and that. They go to his house. Him and his wife there are like, "All right, do you fancy a massage?" Oh, and it's like, yuck. and then they're obligated to give him a foot. I mean, it's brutal, man. That's right. Yeah. That's my daughter. I think I'd go there like with a machine gun. Yeah. And get a man and demand a foot massage. <laughs> 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 just do that at home, mate. Because <laughs> the girl seems so innocent and and like nice and smart and like artist, artistic kind of um, girls. And like, it just was horrible, man. Like just probably gullible to these dark parts yeah, yeah, of the course. world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's just luring them in and just so much pressure on them. They got this billionaire. They don't want to offend him. Yeah. So fucking giving him a foot massage. On yeah. a, on another note, I watched a, it's called Snow something. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. If it doesn't involve paedophiles. doesn't involve paedophiles. You won't like it, Julian. No. Nah. Well, it's the, 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 I've seen the film, which is the, it's done, it's done by the same guy. It's the guy who did um, Parasite, isn't it? Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah, the films. Yeah, the, the film. films. I like. I quite like the film. It's a good post-apocalyptic sort of. Yeah, film. I can hear you. I'm just gonna. So I watched that yesterday, and it was yeah. really annoying. It was only two fucking episodes. Oh right, is it? First thing I start. You know when you you got tell it on, and yeah. you, you know you just start looking at your phone, and then you start doing emails and stuff. It's the first time I've actually sat and watched something. Right. For two episodes, loved it, and I was really angry. <laughs> it's like there's no more episodes. So that's it totally out. done. There's not. No, more... they're coming out weekly. So oh, right, yeah, that's which, 
something. Doesn't make any fucking sense. That's not Netflix's model. I, know, but I quite like it. I like that sort of forcing people to have patience. Well, you, I say that. There's a program I'm obsessed with called 90 Day Fiance Before the Marriage, I think it's called. Right. It's on TLC. It's a terrible, terrible oh, program. Sounds bad. Oh, but mate, I'm addicted to it. And it comes out every every. Uh, Thursday at seven o'clock. I can't remember it enough. <laughs> TLC is on. I'm the still I, the only thing I've really sort of you know I've done things like we watched Chernobyl, Chernobyl, Chernobyl. I've never known how to yeah. say it. Yeah, um, yeah. We did Handmaid's Tale. Like there's things I've been watching, but the main thing I really stick to almost daily is Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting on BBC Four at seven every day. So oh it's, right, it's my I almost day. clicked on that actually. Oh but, mate, yeah. it's so good. BBC it's just, Four. BBC it looks Four, like a he, it's basically it's half an hour of a man doing a painting. It's it's, a, oh, it's from the seventies, and <clears> it's just one of the best things that I've ever seen. Like, At the so... end of the series, the camera scrolls back, and he's in jail. <laughs> Some <laughs> horrific crime. See you next to Jeffrey Epstein. Noose <laughs> <laughs> still hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein was here on the wall. <laughs> When's that? Does the doc, I mean, does the documentary? Are you you tapped out and you fell asleep? I was going to say, does it cover the uh, what happened to him uh, in his final hours? Yeah, I, didn't, get, get I didn't get that far. I might, I might run it back in the day. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I might go down the park and just watch it in the sun. <laughs> just with the volume up. Opposite of school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because um, there's got to be. I'm sure there's some YouTube badly edited documentaries about his death on you know knocking around but I, I don't know if there's any sort of official sort of ones that cover the conspiracy yeah. or anything yet no idea mate what are you doing the rest of the day i'm going on a two-hour bike ride in a minute that's not oh, nice Who, what, with with somebody no no just on mine <laughs> would you have a certain route that takes two hours then I cycle back to where i grew up so um, i live in new Malden, kingston upon thames and i cycle to stains and yeah. sort of go around that, go around Staines, then come back. So that's about 50 miles round trip. Oh, wow. And what sort of bike do you have? Uh, is, it, is it thick? Mountain oh, bike? Just, just a mountain bike. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, so I think they call it a hybrid. So it's yeah, like I've got half, a hybrid. They're good. Half they're racer, like, half mountain. It's getting quite big as well. And sort of that's yeah. good going, man. I saw yeah, your knees. Your knees were fucked yesterday, weren't oh, they? That was from running. I did a four mile run. I was looking through your window. Yeah. And I just noticed. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't look in good shape. <laughs> I couldn't sleep, man. I just went for a walk for seven miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what happened to your knees? Uh, I went for a run yesterday and it just, yeah. they just fucking hurt so badly. Really? I had to ice them for about 45 minutes. Oh, shit. But it was fine afterwards. It's just I'm just a bit too heavy to run at the moment. So I'm not yeah. too stoned, but I should be. So, But it's uh, I'm loving the exercise. I'm really enjoying that. I see. I've sort of fallen off the wagon a bit. I was really good the first six weeks of lockdown. I was loving it, and I was doing yeah. it every day. I'm, I'm going to get on it today, man, because I've like had four this... days off of it. Yeah, I went yeah. for a little run on when was it Monday, and that was nice. But it was just like I wasn't great at it, and I just feel yeah. like I've fallen off that daily doing it wagon. Yeah, I tell you, I'm really missing Dave, personal yeah. trainer Dave. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to get back in the gym. That's gonna Dave Dynamite, is that Dave Dynamite? Yeah, Carl's Carl's used him as well. Yeah, I used him. Yeah, he's great. Years. He's really good, but I'm just yeah. missing weights and stuff like that. I've got some home, those Argos home weights. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get dumbbells. They're sold out yeah, everywhere. Sold out everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, unless you want to pay 500 quid. Yeah. <clears throat> but the Argos ones are sold out everywhere. In every yeah. Argos, the fucking Amazons. It's a nightmare. So if anyone's yeah. got any dumbbells, they want to sell cast iron. Have you got, have you got a chin-up bar? 
I've got no. a chin-up bar. You get a chin-up bar, so that's good. You can do biceps. That's good for back bars. and stuff, but chest, I don't know, and shoulders just be easier with shoulders. Shoulder. Shoulder, no, shoulder, I mean, shoulders on a chin-up bar, that's really good for it. Uh, it, it is, yeah. Bicep. If you get one of them ones that's got the sort of neutral grips, yeah, you biceps on them as well. So it's actually really good. Yeah, they're pretty good if you can't get hold of. Um, I mean, push ups. I've got the bands, you know, the rubber bands, which are pretty good actually. Yeah. I just think if I had dumbbells, it would just be a lot better. I'm going to get dip bars as well. You can, yeah, you yeah. can uh, buy them. They're like 80 quid. They're available on Amazon. Just, okay. And you can store them away easy, but they're just like dip bars like two bars freestanding yeah yeah. um and you could just do dips and things like that you know what i mean cool (laughs) (laughs) we've got to wrap it up man okay Um, mate been good to see you yeah likewise it's been absolute pleasure looking forward uh, to seeing you at uh the gig that you're gonna do yeah looking forward you're you're looking really well math actually thanks mate i've been out in the sun a lot i'm quite red (laughs) i don't know if you noticed that i'm quite red everywhere i just thought it was your camera yeah, no, it's just me. I don't have a red tint on because I've been out. <laughs> I've been out for like two hours a day. Oh, so you have the, the Hellboy filter on. That's what you put su- you've got to put. Su- you put sun cream on. No, but that's why. So I need, need to start get some factor fifty on there. Man. Yeah, I know it's fucking painful. Uh, anyway, boys, thank you very cool, much man. for having me. It's been thanks for doing pleasure. it, man. Thanks, thanks for coming. Good to see you. And uh, stay safe, etc. See you. Soon, man. See you. <laughs>